You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Flames are done. No Stanley Cup playoffs in Calgary this season. 3-2 shootout loss to the Nashville Predators last night. At least they can get Connor Bedard now. Wait, they can't. Wait. Ah, no, nope. They nope. can't. Oh. No. Luke Gazdick, NHL on Sportsnet. Adam Fantilli. <laughs> no former <laughs> NHL. Maybe. What is their chances today? Their chances at Adam Fantilli are one point five percent. So if you had, how many ping pong balls? Hundred. So, yeah, if you had a hundred in a fishbowl and uh-huh. one of them was orange, but one point five percent. No, ah. just one of them's orange. I'll even give you two out of the hundred. You're going to round up for me. Yeah, I'll round yeah. up for you. Okay, So wow. there's, there's a giant fishbowl with a hundred ping pong balls That's in a it. lot of ping pong balls. Two are orange, and nope. you have one chance to pick the orange one. What color are the rest of them? White. Okay. Other magenta. They're two, mauve. I have to get the two orange ones and not the 98 mauve ones. Correct. That's not very good. No, not good. No. Oh. Um... Later on, too, we're going to tell you about uh, sometimes hot mics are awesome. <laughs> this isn't like a clip from our show, right? Like, no. <laughs> Thank God. We'd be out of a job sometimes. Some of the stuff we say off air is just not not the smartest, usually mm. for me. Um, Ryan Leslie, Flames reporter, sports end at the top of the hour. We'll, we'll get his take on the uh, the funeral that was the post game last night mm-hmm. for the Calgary Flames. 3-2 shootout loss to Nashville. And I get it. I tweeted it out last night. I know. Like, I know about the Nashville thing. This isn't about the Predators. This is about the Jets. I still don't. Who cares yeah. if Nashville's now ahead of the Flames? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It was always about the Jets. And they waxed the Sharks last night. And they just need a point in their next two games to clinch this playoff spot. That's it. They one point now, and, and now, they both have the same opponents too. They both play Minnesota and Colorado. Yeah. Now, if the Jets lose in regulation tonight, there's a kick to the groin for Flames fans. Oh yeah, then that door is open. Yeah, then that door is open for the Predators. Uh, why do you think the Flames missed the playoffs? Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Text line's blowing up. Um, oh yeah, there's a lot of bitterness and anger on the line on the text line. And when I hear bitterness and anger, there's only one name that pops into my mind. Melancholy Malcolm. He sent me a text real late last night. Goes, listen, flames are out. I've been scouring social media. Uh huh. I got some things uh-huh. I want to share with you, chap. And I'm like, okay. Like if there's if there's a time to play Melancholy Malcolm, it's the morning after the Flames are eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoff. Are you ready to hear from him? I'm ready. I'm always ready, baby. Alex, let's hear from Melancholy. Let's do it. At IBK a bittle. Hashtag flames suck. That's the tweet. Straightforward. Simple. Good. At Ryder Fan Claire. Sutter wants to be paid and not work one more day with the flames. There is zero other explanation for putting Richie out in the shootout instead of Toffoli. Lindy, Bax, Dubay, or absolutely anyone else. Even Vlad AR fucks eggs. (laughs) Jeez. No. Not from Ryder fans. That's it, Prez. Don't fire Sutter because he put out Richie. Fire Sutter for the other 50 reasons from this season. Oh, boy. Hashtag fire Sutter. Okay. Hashtag flames. 
Oof. At Tony Rouge. God f Why did I watch this post-game? The percentages favor Richie over Tofoli. Arag. F Sutter. Pure oh stupid. Oh Hashtag boy. flames. Oh no. There. That's the last emotional tweet. Okay. Yeah, heard that before. At Ryan Whitney 6. I guess when you look back on last year and what has since happened, it's official. The Edmonton Oilers ended the Calgary Flames. Oh boy. Is that from actually Wit? Yeah, that is. Oh boy. At Smith Genji. Hashtag Flames off season bucket list. Hashtag Fire Sutter. Hashtag Fire Sutter. Hashtag Fire Sutter. Busy list. At SUE. LOL. Forever in the bed. Hashtag flames. At Bcran 3 Cran. Oh. Tough loss tonight. On the plus side, I was able to start and finish my taxis during Huberdo's penalty shot. <laughs> <laughs> at least we mixed at least he mixed in a Cron one. Yeah. From last night. And a Ryan Whitney one. Wow. Yeah. And celebrity sightings in Melancholy Malcolm this time. Um, how much and you guys would know better than I would. Um, I get a sense of it, but how much are uh, Oilers fans relishing this oh, morning? They'll, they'll be loving this. They will be loving this. Uh, they're dancing down White Ave. Oh yeah. Yeah. Plan the parade. Oh, yeah. Listen, I know the old the old saying, uh, careful on whose grave you dance because you'll fall in. But if I'm uh if I'm an Oilers fan, it's gotta be pretty sweet. They were grave dancing oh. last year in the round two. Yeah, they're yeah. doing a big old jig. Yeah, and they, now they were ecstatic for beating the Flames, even though they went to the next round and got their clocks cleaned by the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. But um they look good. God, I hate the at home deal has worked out incredibly well for them. They look good. Evander and Kane being healthy has been a difference maker. RNH has a hundred points and is like, like the main guy on the power play. They traded away Tyson Berry and Evan Bouchard just slipped right in, runs a unit. No problem. This is something we're gonna really get into as the playoffs go along. Um there'll be two teams uh we'll be rooting against the Oilers and the Leafs. So um at least we have that. Yeah, I um like I don't know if the I don't really have to root against the Leafs. Like they kind of do it themselves. Yeah. Like it's just one of those things that like every once in a while, every springtime, there's one particular day where the Leafs will go out of the postseason, and I will enjoy that day via Schottenfraud, and then yeah. move on with my life. But I don't think I'm going to be like, let's go Bolts, let's go, because also there's just like a certain part of me that can't cheer for the Bolts. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. The, the PDSD when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I totally understand that. Cavalier. Um, Brad Richard. Yeah. Uh, Martin St. Louis. Um, why do you think the Flames missed the playoffs? 960-960, name and location. Texty McTexterson is our sports uh, net 960, the fan texting robot. Uh, there are so many to get to. Um, we want to get to a lot of them here. Uh, we want to feel your pain. Mm -hmm. We want to we wanna get the... Um, the lowdown from you on why you think the Flames missed the playoffs. I don't know about you, Maddie, but and Patrick, I've kind of gleaned from the text message that they don't like the head coach right now. Like I, I'm getting the sense that there's a lot of Sutter going on in the text line. Right really? Now. Yeah. Is that the one yeah. that seems to be a 
yeah. trend here. I know I should probably be solving crimes right now yeah. with my perceptive yeah. um, interpretation. You're doing a really good job, text Sherlock. Line. Yeah. But Daryl Sutter uh, right now could be an issue. What do we got from Texty there, Patrick? Dustin in Copperfield. Flames missed the playoffs because of Richie's season on the line shootout. Really, Lusick's second line player for six weeks, Lewis with Pelletier and Coronado sitting. Our shootout lineup WTF. Yeah, um, I had the rant um, earlier on in the show about uh, the Richie. I just... Podcast is up. Grab it at Amazon, Spotify. I just, I just laugh when... Like, that's the reason the coach gave. Like, do you have the clip of Sutter talking about um, why he chose Nick Ritchie over the team's top goal scorer who had a career year in the shootout? Like, I don't have it right now. Okay. We'll it, get it. We'll get it's it. It's fine. Hadn't seen Nick Ritchie in a shootout yeah, uh, situation for you guys. Uh, what was I thinking using him? Uh, he scored on him in a shootout before. You pretty much, I think, just watch. You probably got to go somewhere glove on him. Other than unless you're somebody like Johnny that can do lots of different things. Yeah. Since when does he care what he did in another organization? Since when does this coach care about that kind of stuff? <laughs> it really feels like a finger on the pulse type of play that you want to make there, right? Like yeah. you want to go to the guy who's cooking. And I did not watch that game and go, you know who's cooking right now? Yeah. Nick Ritchie. And Huberto was good last night. I like creating Huberto chances, scored that beautiful goal. Godry the shootout, looked lost set on up that the, shootout. Set up the, yep. set up the game tying goal as well. Again, you leave your top goal scorer on the bench in a must-win situation. I just, you just can't justify that to me. You just can't. How many other teams in the league would do that? Oh man, like I, um, like, like maybe the blue. <sighs> I was going to say the Blue Jackets, but that was when Boone Jenner used to lead them in points every sure. year. Sure. Like even if even if the Kraken who were in the playoffs, yeah, needed a goal, they're putting Jared McCann out there because he's leading the team. Yeah, you better believe Jared McCann's going. I don't even know what Jared McCann's stats are for the flame for the Kraken this year in the shootout. He's got forty bingos. Tell you that much. But you're damn right, he's going to be taking a shot. He's got seventy points in seventy seven games. Yeah. They might pass L A. Yeah, they actually well, that was, they actually might. That was a big win uh, for the Kings last night over the Canucks. All right, couple more from Texty. Been in Calgary because they can't score. That's pretty much it. Simple enough. So many one goal games. It's like it sounds so dumb to be like, well, in a hockey game, if you don't score enough and you don't get enough saves, you're not uh-huh. going to win the game. But it's a little bit different when you're not getting the goals that you expect to see from your team and you're not getting the saves that you expect to see from your goaltenders. Yeah. It's a little bit different if we had gone into the year and, and they were rocking a tandem like, for example, Buffalo had to start the season and they weren't getting saves. You wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. They had a Vesna caliber goaltender last season. You'd expect him to give you some saves early on, and he did not. That's just the way that it goes sometimes. Couldn't find the goals either. The fact that you look at the Calgary Flames and they had 17 overtime or shootout losses mm-hmm. is absolutely mind blowing. Like if we would have if we would have been here when we started this show in October and said, hey, you know how the Flames are gonna lose and why they're gonna miss the playoffs? Extra time. 17 overtime and shootout losses. Like that is just incredible. 
Do you know what's wild to me is that one of the biggest things for Jonathan Huberto in at least the last offseason is he does a lot of three-on-three work. Like, he plays in three-on-three summer tournaments. Yeah, sure. Like, high-end players. Yeah. And they just could not get it figured. Now, granted, the first, like, what, five, six times that they went into overtime, they took a penalty, and you take a penalty in overtime, you may as well just, you know, pull the curtains. That's that's the game. But you, you know the second team with the, the second most is the San Jose Sharks with 16. It's kind of surprising that another team has that many overtime or shootout losses, but nobody was thinking the Sharks were a playoff team heading into the season. No, I think the more surprising thing is that the Sharks have gotten to overtime that many instances. Yeah, it's all, with the Flames, it's also the most overtime losses since the introduction of three-on-three. Three. There you go. <laughs> so they're trying to get rid of the shootout and everything, and they're trying to make it easier on you. You still made it, you know. Like, even three of those games go differently. And the thing is, with this entire Flame season about goal scoring, too, how many rocking chair wins did they have this season? You count them on one hand. Like, the game in Buffalo, that afternoon game, they beat down the Sabres. The Vegas 7-2 win in Vegas. The Vegas 7-2 win. There was a big win over Columbus after they had already lost to Columbus. The San Jose, where they scored two goals in the first minute. Yeah. They whipped the Sharks that night. There San was Jose. the game where Vegas came in after losing Mark Stone, and they lost 6-1. Yeah. But, well, like... That's the point. That's not... Like, we can rattle off a few here, for sure. But it's not as many as you would expect. Yeah. Like, this team had way more of those last year, where they jumped out to a lead, and it was curtains. Now, the other thing, too, is this team could have had more rocking chair wins in the first start of the season when they were blowing two-goal leads. Mm-hmm. Left, right, and center in the month of October and November. Just another thing that went wrong. And then when they kind of figured that out, it was something else. And when they kind of figured that out, it was something else. And it's just never all got put back together again. Luke Gazdick, uh, NHL on Sportsnet analyst, former NHLer, joining us in about five minutes. We'll talk to Luke. Do you want know I'm going to ask him about fights? Did you ever get in a fight in the last game of the season yeah, when w- neither team were going to the playoffs? Yeah, I want to ask them about lame duck hockey games. Mm-hmm. And they obviously they approach them differently because that's their livelihood. Yeah, and especially a guy like Luke, like I, I got to fight for my job here. But what was the what was the vibe around some of the stars when they knew like yeah okay I just don't want to kind of get hurt here heading into the off season. And when did he start looking at travel plans? You remember he told us about what was it Taylor Hall in the Vegas trip when the last yeah. time he joined us. That was kind of right in the vein. Yeah. We'll uh, ask Luke about that. Still taking your text messages. Why do you think the Flames missed the playoffs? 960-960. Name and location. Ryan Leslie, Flames reporter for Sportsnet at the top of the hour. And uh, I'll tell you about how, to wrap up this hour, how hot mics are awesome sometimes. (laughs) We'll do that. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. It's the big show, Russick and Rose Sports at 960. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Flames missed the playoffs, officially eliminated last night. Thanks to that 3-2 shootout loss to the Nashville Predators. Ryan Leslie. Flame Sportsnet report at the top of the hour. We'll wrap up this hour with some with some fun. Sometimes hot mics are super fun. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. 
But joining us on the line right now, former National Hockey Leaguer, current Sportsnet NHL analyst. We say good morning to Luke Gazdick on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Luke, how are you? I'm good, guys. More importantly, how are you guys? Oh, yeah, um, it was a tough one last night. Um, Luke, I just want to get your... Um, I want to I put you back on the bench last night. Uh, if you're on the Flames bench and you're Tyler Toffoli who leads the team in goals and you have a career year, if you're a guy like Elias Lindholm, the number one center on the team, hell, if you're in a guy like Andrew, Andrew Mangiapane who had 35 goals last year and you see Nick Ritchie shooting third, what, what goes through your mind? Oh, uh, I don't know, to be honest. So if I'm sitting there, I'm watching it, and as I was watching it, I actually, like, didn't – the game was so good and the OT was so good and I was just so locked in that I didn't even kind of realize what was happening as it happened, that Rich went out there. And I, I get it. Like, there's some guys, some big guys like me that can put the puck in the net in a shootout. But, man, I mean, I'd be, I'd be pissed. I, I just I, – I, I feel for Ty, for a guy like Ty – to have to sit on the bench if I was two seats down from him and I had to see him sitting there on the bench after essentially putting the team on your back for the last 20 games, 25, not the whole year, man. Now he's put the team on his back the whole year. And, you know, even having a guy like Mans down there who's battled and grinded and Lynn home, your top center, if those guys are two, three, four seats down to me, I mean, I'm hoping rich scores, but at the end of the day, I'm, a little confused, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm confused as heck. It doesn't it make it more confusing that out of anybody on this team, who's more of a okay, maybe outside of Tanev, but who's more of a Sutter guy than Tyler Toffoli, a guy he's won a championship with? And that's the thing for me is like, I I, I have a lot of respect for Daryl. I'm not on I'm not on here to rip him, but I watched his post game right. Everybody did, and he says percentages. You know, say, say there's no difference. Daryl, like, you've been with Ty since L.A. You know this guy. You know how clutch he is. You won two cups with him. He's done it for you all year. There is a difference. There's a big difference, man. Like, I don't care if both their percentages are 20%. I don't care if Ty's percentage is 10%. He's, he's shooting for me. Like, he's, he might be my first shooter. He might be coming over the boards first. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the thing for me is when he said there's no difference in the press conference, like, Man, if I were a reporter, I was just thinking that. I'm like, even if I was a reporter, I'm like, no, it's not different. Ty's different, man. You've had him for a while, and that that line kind of pissed me off a little bit. Since when does Daryl Sutter care what a player did in another organization? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but it's just, it, it's tough, man. I um, I don't know if Rich was the guy. I like Rich. He's probably a good. That move he did is probably a good five hole move, but. That's for game 62 or 42, man. That's not for game 80. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we move forward. Uh, I guess, what did you make of the way that Markstrom played in that game? Because he has the one gaff behind the net, but at the same time, especially lately, he's really battled and given this team a chance to sneak in when the Jets kind of open the door. Yeah, I think that's probably a storyline that's getting pushed down a little bit with everything that happened, but he played awesome. Like, that hits the ref on the second goal. Like you can't, you can't write that stuff in a, in a movie or in a script. And like, yeah, Janko, Janko, you know, strips, strips him on that first one that comes around. He runs into weeds. Like those are two crappy goals. That's just, 
whatever. But that game could have been a lot different, you know, on Saros's end, but on their end as well. He made some massive, massive saves. Could have been a lot different without him in there. And, you know, he gets a lot of flack, but he had a heck of a game last night. And, um, yeah, I think he, he probably deserved a bit better. We were talking about this earlier, and this is maybe a little bit more of an off-season thing. With Elias Lindholm having just one more year on his contract, that's maybe the biggest question around this team as far as roster construction goes. Is Does he want to sign an extension and remain with the team? Do you see Elias Lindholm as a number one center in the NHL? I did last year. I think he regressed a bit this year. Um, but you got to think, he's playing in that West. He's going up against Connor. Well, it's only three times this year, but I think he can. The way I watched him last year, I thought he was unbelievable in that one center role. Unreal two-way game. He was way better than I thought he was um, coming from Carolina. Um, and just watching him play both sides of the puck, play a bit of power, play penalty kill. Um, I've always gotten on with Swedes, man. Swedish guys on my team have always been great teammates, great leaders, uh, really quiet and soft-spoken. He could be my one center. Um, he's got to be motivated, though. He just, to me, he didn't look motivated the whole, you know, at certain parts of the year. Um, and that's tough playing there, right? With the ups and downs they had, it's tough to stay motivated. But if you're 1C, man, and you're wearing a letter on your jersey, you got to bring it every game. And um, I didn't see it every game with Elias, but he's a, real, he's a, he's a heck of a hockey player, man. So I, I could see it. Uh, Luke, you're just throwing it on a tee for me. You talk about letters on sweaters. Does it matter the Flames didn't have a captain this year? So I'll, I'll say it from my perspective. I've played on teams that don't have a captain and teams that don't and have a captain. To me, it's like having a, a, like a, starting, a number one starting goalie. Like it's a guy to look to. And yeah, you can have your leadership group that I've been a part of. It's like four of you guys, two of you guys will wear A's on home nights. Or let's just say you have three assistant captains. I loved having a captain. I loved having a guy that no matter what was happening in your dressing room, or what was happening with your team, you could just look up to, and he just he had the right thing to say, A, and he did the right thing. He backed it up, B. And I always loved having a, a guy. And I, I know you're looking in Calgary, maybe back if he's back. Mm. It's not a bad, not a bad choice there. Um, but as a player, when I played, I liked having a guy. I, I, I was consider myself a leader, but I'm a bit of a sheep as well. And I like to be led at times, you know, like I like yeah. to be like, if things aren't going well, I like a guy to step up and it's not, it doesn't have to be Daryl or Husky or, or Kirk, right? You need one of your own to, to, to rip into you a little bit and lead the way. And I think it'd be great to have one guy. Now, it, it creates such an interesting question about like the identity of a player captain because I think you have to be a certain type of person, just like your personality, to be a captain. Because across the NHL, we see different guys who wear the C. McDavid is one, Boone Jenner is another. They're both good captains in their own right. What are some of the kind of personality characteristics you look for in a good captain? In a good captain, and the ones that I have and the ones that I love, I like a guy that's pretty even keel with his emotions. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you know what you're getting out of, whatever his name is, Mike Smith. You know what you're getting out of Smitty every day. When he comes to the rink, he's almost in the same mood. He brings the same work ethic. He's a freaking pro. He does all his stuff. He's got, you know, tra- when it comes down to training and diet with the strength guys, like he's a guy you can look at any time. And he's always doing the right thing. You know, you think 
Patrice Bergeron comes to mind instantly. When I talk to Taylor Hall, who's playing in Boston, he's like, this guy's unbelievable. He doesn't do anything wrong. Like, he, he's always doing the right thing. And I think it's someone that's personable, too. It can't be someone who's not, you know, on social. It's someone you got to be able to come to and, and got to have an ear that, that you can lean on during tough parts in the year if things aren't going well for you. And, yeah, someone you can talk to if it's not Daryl. If you don't want to go to coaching staff, you got to have someone there who's blunt, but you also have a ton of respect for. Now, I would you agree that captains usually – that their teammates can tell that they're going to be a captain before they put the letter on their jersey. Would that make sense? Yeah, I think sometimes it's unex- a little unexpected. I sure. was in the dressing. I was in the uh, video room in Dallas when Jamie Ben got named captain, and that was—I don't want to say it was a surprise, but he was young, like he was real young. And there were some older guys in that dressing room thought there might have been like a bridge captain, but they decided to just stick it on him. So I've been in situations where. It's the obvious, obvious choice. We had Andrew Ference coming in from Boston and in Edmonton. And I was like, this is a shoe-in. He's a captain if I've ever seen it hmm. from Edmonton. But it can be both ways. Where are you leading with me? Uh, I just, I, I kind of wonder with younger players and stuff like that, if, if you just kind of know about that a guy's going to be a captain before he gets it. And I just, I'm not entirely sure if there's anybody that has really distanced themselves from the pack here with the Flames. Like Backlund and Lindholm and Tanev, there's guys that come to mind, but I don't know if there's anybody that I look at and I say, that's the next captain. And it just feels like something that you usually know. Like Brady Kachuk, we all knew he was going to be the captain. He didn't get it immediately, but eventually he did. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. One guy, oh man, I, I hope this doesn't come off ripping him, but I, I would, Dylan Dubé for me is a guy I could see wearing a C on his jersey. Uh, he's taken a lot of strides since I played a couple games with him in Stockton a couple of years back. Um, but maybe just not enough. Um, I, I could see him sneaking in there. There's some good candidates, you're right, but I don't think it's something where you look at this roster, maybe Backland, like I said before, but there's yeah. not someone that just stands out and they're like, oh, this team doesn't have a captain. You know, how come no one's wearing the C? So yeah. there, there, there isn't – heck, put it on Michael Stone. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> we're, big, we're big Troy Stetcher fans around here. Yeah, give Stetch the C next year. Uh, See if that works. He's awesome. Uh, Luke Gazdick, uh, former NHL or NHL on Sportsnet, joining us here on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose 960. The fan. Luke, when did guys on the flame start booking their trips? Was it last night or that's a more of a today thing? Oh, man. Don't, don't ask me this one. Uh like uh, if honestly, you're if you're probably... yeah if you're a guy like Kadri and Huberto, you got all this new bank coming. You know, you're like, where am I going now? No, I think honestly, I'm I'm convinced those guys were probably dialed in until I, I don't think this is this is honest. I don't even think they were thinking about going somewhere. I, I'm convinced that they thought they were making the playoffs. Mm. Like I, I think it's it's probably going to start setting in the next two or three days that they're not playing any postseason hockey because to me that's. That's a team that should have, could have been there. And I think they thought the same thing, too. They beat Winnipeg on Wednesday just because they lost to Chicago. They're, they're like, we're still in it. I, I thought they were going to be in, too. So I'm sure they're getting a reality check these next couple of days. And, yeah, these, they, honestly, this week at the rink sucks. Yeah. That last, getting that last game over and then cleaning out your stall and doing your year-end meetings. I, I hated this, this week of the year. So I'm sure some plans are probably made. 
after the Sharks game, maybe. They're, um, they're probably figuring it. They're probably figuring it out now. Um, the seasons that Huberto and Kadri have, um, should they go play for Canada at the Worlds? Maybe reset things, fresh new start, maybe build something. Because we don't care about the Worlds in Canada here, much like uh, Europe does, but the World Juniors is what we care about most here. But if I'm Kadri and Huberto, or if I'm even the Flames management, would I want to see those guys play for Canada? Maybe just reset and have a fresh perspective, build up some confidence heading into next season? Could that even carry over? Oh yeah, I'm a big um I'm a big patriot and big fan of like guys going and playing and I mentioned Taylor Hall before, but him and Ebbs went the one year. I was actually in Prague. Well, I was in Europe. I was traveling around and went to the world and it was unbelievable. And those guys just said how much fun they had. They said they we had no idea it was like, you know, this this much fun and playing the hockey. So as long as Cads, as long as those guys are healthy and they're not going there banged up and or like fighting through an injury, I, I think they, they should both or whoever else wanted to should go. I think that's a great experience. Anytime you get to play for your country, man, that's awesome. So if I were both of them, I'm saying yes. But as long as they're healthy and, and in a good, good headspace, you know. I think that a lot of fans are expecting, maybe not expecting, but hoping to see players like Matt Coronado and Jacob Phillip, uh, Jacob Pelche get into this game here on Wednesday. How do you think you, you would look at that, you know, back when you were playing, if there was a young player coming up who had been around the team for a little while, maybe had just signed out of college, you got a couple of games here, throw them in and, and give them a taste, or would you be one of those guys who's like, man, I want to play in one of these final games? Or would you be totally fine with letting the kids take a spin? No, those guys get to play on Wednesday. Um, irregard- I mean, is that a word? Irregardless or regardless? Sure. Yeah, no, no, no. English is a guideline. Irregardless, boys. Yeah. Those those guys play, and I'd be fired up to play. Um, Corey Sarch, I love I love Sarch. He caught me a bit off guard yesterday, saying that uh, in between periods that he might not want to play and have it, you yeah. know, the next year when you're feeling better. That kind of caught me off guard a little bit because I think I'd be chomping at the bit. And if I'm if I'm a vet, you don't want to go back to the beginning of the season and have to go through training camp. He might not make the team next year. You know, like this, this is your. I've seen guys that got games at the end of the year that didn't make the team the following year. This might be your only chance, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. He's probably really skilled and probably will be there, but, man, let the, let the guys play. Whoever whoever wants a game, you're in You're in versus San Jose. That's just the way um, I think about it, and kids should be jacked up to play, too. Here's the other thing. Wouldn't you want to see this kid after he's actually played a whole season of hockey and played in the playoffs and, and kind of has that under his belt rather than you know an, an off season, which Yes, they're professional players, and, and they work very hard in the offseason, but they don't have any of the, the game timing or any of that stuff down. You'd rather see him in a preseason game than, than this? That's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, he's played. He's in game mode. Get him in. Let's see what he's about. Like, it, for Wednesday, get him in there. Yeah, exactly. That's Yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking is like, heck, he hasn't, he hasn't played. Get, get him in there. Let him experience it. It's at home, which is huge, too, I think. You're not you know, in in wherever, down in Anaheim or whatever it is. Like, you're at home here, last game of the season. Get him in, give him a sniff, show him what it's like, give him his rookie lap if you want, and and then, uh, yeah, and then have at it. Luke, I, I hate to end uh, the interview on this question, but but I got to be like Geraldo. I got to grill you on this one before I let you go. <laughs> Let's go. Is Daryl Sutter the head coach of this team come October? No. No, he's not. Like I said, I I have a ton of respect. I'd like Daryl. I have a ton of respect for him, but 
from experience, guys, when when goals and are not met, and this was not a lofty goal. Playoffs for this team wasn't a lofty goal. This was the bottom goal, and to not have goals met means changes. And whether that's personnel, whether that's players, whether it's both, it always happens. I've seen it every year, and I. I personally don't think he'll he'll be coaching there next year, but hey, what do I know? That's why I'm on TV, man. Who knows? Well, <laughs> also because you're handsome. That's why you're on oh, TV. Nice. Better him up. You're welcome. Thanks. There you go. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Uh, Luke Gazdick, <laughs> NHL on Sportsnet, former NHLer. Luke, always fun. Uh, let's do this throughout the playoffs, okay? Thanks for this. Yeah, anytime, guys. There he is, Luke Gazdick on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar so guest good. hotline. Using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Still taking your text messages to 960-960. Why do you think the Flames missed the playoffs? Why? Tell us why. Text line's like loaded oh, right now with a lot of takes. <laughs> a lot of takes. A lot of takes. A lot of takes. A lot of takes. Uh, the... I've seen the name Sutter pop up a couple times. I yeah. don't know if you've noticed that. I, You know what? It seems to be a thread. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Leslie um, covers the Flames for Sportsnet. He's going to join us at the top of the hour. Uh, Want to get his thoughts on what was it like being in the dressing room last night after that loss? I can tell you that all of the scrums were less than two minutes long, including yeah. Daryl's. And oh, Actually, no. Rasmus Sanderson went for about five minutes. I thought Luke brought up a great point just now saying that those guys probably thought they were still making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. 100%. Up, up until that Novak shootout winner, they are probably still thinking we're making the playoffs here. It's going to happen. Well, I bet until that glass one went in. Yeah. Even even watching Nick Ritchie skate down, they were like, we're, we're making the playoffs. This like, is going to happen. We could still probably do it, right? We're up by Ugh. one. Being up by two would have been nice, but like, yep. I guess up by one will work. Sure. No, it didn't. Um... Narrator voice. It I, didn't work. No. Um, I like I like to watch other sports shows. Okay. I like to see what's going on. Shout out to Tim and Friends for yeah. their final studio Tim show and the other day. And I'm uh I've watched uh, First Take. I'm, yeah. I'm a First Take guy. I like okay. to watch First Take if I'm awake, if I'm not napping away the day. A little Stephen A for you. Yeah, a little Stephen A. Uh, something happened yesterday on First Take, and oh boy, sometimes when there's an open mic, you're like. What happened? That we played a clip earlier this year when things went awry on Haley's show. Like there was something weird going on cabin behind the rolls. scenes. Yeah, the cabin no, rolls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like we don't know what was going on there. Still <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we don't know how that happened. Still funny. Still funny. Um, there was something that went on during um I knew who doesn't love perk. Kendrick Perkins and yeah, Stephen A. Yeah. were talking about the NBA. And then there was something going on with some sort of hot mic. So I'm going to play the clip. It's about 20 <laughs> seconds. All right. Just listen closely. Make sure you got this really turned up, Alex, because uh, it's a little weird. Maverick did not believe they were going to do a damn thing this postseason. That's why they made the decision that they made. So we can lament the decision. I'm just focused on the reason why. The reason why is we think they're not that good, and evidently, some dude in the background going, "Like I don't know what was going on." Should have had that Danish. (laughs) (laughs) Something was going on. Take his 
mic off before he went yeah. for a deuce. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> but there was they some... were going to do a damn thing. <laughs> this post. Yeah. <laughs> some weird <This> post. moaning <laughs> on <laughs> first take yesterday. <laughs> Stephen A going with his giant forehead going on. Oh, yeah. And there's like, <sighs> like, and sometimes <sighs> you can hear just like, Dudes breathing into microphones. Yeah, it because, happens. You know, it happens. Sure, but that, but, but the moaning is yeah, like oh, a little damn bit. thing. This post, yeah, that, <laughs> the little suspect. What was going on behind the scenes I at ESPN start yesterday? Moaning during your reads <sighs> and liners. You should. Yeah. All right. Give me one. How about Doug Lacey? All right. Here yeah. we go. Uh, no, I'll do. The, I'll do the Atlas Pizza. Okay. Yeah. You joined us down the Atlas Pizza. Yeah. Spot. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Oh. Using the same secret recipe <laughs> since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Ryan Leslie. Covers the Flames for the NHL on Sportsnet straight ahead. And why do you think the Flames missed the playoffs? 960-960 location. The big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Woo, we did it.